Welcome to the virtual church with Reverend Prosper Asamoah. Reverend Prosper Asamoah is the senior pastor of Love Sanctuary Takradi, where Jesus is exalted and his love demonstrated. Now, the sermon. Let's celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank God for another Sunday. I look forward to meeting you. Hallelujah. Amen. Friday, we had a good time. We dealt with cases. This morning, we are going to talk about blessing. Amen. I'm more comfortable talking about blessing than curses. And today, the Spirit of God is here. You live here with knowledge, you live here with understanding, and you live here with the anointing that is in you rekindled. The blessing is in you, but once you know it is in you, now you can go and enjoy it. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, thank you for another day in your house. Thank you. As we speak about blessing, which is intrinsic, which is part of us, which is part of our salvation, help us to have that understanding that we shall be able to fire up Blessings from our spirit man that we shall be able to enjoy and live lives that will give glory to you. Help our understanding, Holy Spirit. Help me to be able to explain, to teach your way as you've given it to me. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Put your hands together, celebrate Jesus, and you may have your seat. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank God. How many of you were not here on Friday? We'll punish you. Lift up your hand. <laughs> Covenant weekends are the only other meetings that we have apart from Sundays. So don't miss it. Hallelujah. Every one of them is planned for, for our edification, for our growth. It is important we make it a point that we will come. It's not, okay, it's optional. I can't force you, but don't make it optional for yourself. Make it compulsory for yourself. Hallelujah. Amen. Anytime we talk about curses, we must talk about blessing. There's, normally we talk about blessings. When you see somebody with a new car or somebody suddenly become rich, hey, God has blessed him. He has a car. Look at his car. Look at his building. Look at his, hey. So we count those things as blessings. But that's what I'm talking about. It's not those little things. It's not those things that we see. That's what I'm talking about as blessings. You are surprised. You're thinking of how you're going to make more money. (laughs) Hallelujah. There is blessing. And there is blessings. Blessings are the gifts. The things that we see, the things that we enjoy, that is the blessings. The high-tech phone, the, all those things, money, and all those things. They are blessings. People call it blessings. But I'm talking about blessing. Blessing is an aura. It's like an aura. It is something inside you and around you that makes you a blessed person. Hallelujah. 
There was a time Abraham was about, when Abraham was about to die, he prayed for his children. Bible says that he gave all that he had to Isaac. So if he, uh, he gave all he had to Isaac, if he gives all to Isaac, is there anything left? I don't know. I, I didn't give the scripture. If he gives everything to Isaac, is there anything left for him? There will be nothing. The Bible says he gave all. The Bible says all. It means all. But he went on to say, then he gave um, the children of the concubines. He had concubines and mother, other children. It wasn't only Isaac. Apart from Ishmael, there were other children. But he gave them gifts and sent them away. So the all that he gave to Isaac, after that, there were gifts. And very often, Christians, when we are talking about blessing, we are thinking about the gifts. But today, I'm talking to you about the all that he gave to Isaac. That is the blessing. Hallelujah. You understand me as we go on. What is the meaning of to bless? To bless means to empower to succeed. Empower to prosper. So if I bless you, then I'm empowering you to prosper. I'm empowering you to succeed. That is to bless. The curse is to disempower you from succeeding. The curse is to be an obstacle from to you so that you will not succeed. But to bless is to empower you. And God, today I'm talking about the blessing of the Lord. There are, there are different kinds of blessing. The blessing of the Lord, and then that is from God to man, and there's the blessing of man to God. We bless God, we honor, we bless him uh, with our tongue. In worship, we bless him. It's also blessing. And then from man to man, it's also blessing. But today, I want us to emphasize on the blessing of the Lord. That's the, that's the most important. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 1 verse 28 says, when God created man, God blessed them. So after God created man, the first thing he did was Hallelujah. I want us to trace the beginning of blessing. When God created man, the first thing he did was to bless man. So man being blessed is in the heart of God. It is part of the creation. It's part of what God desires for man. Because the first thing he did after creation was bless. So the desire of God for you is that you'll be blessed. Hallelujah. You must understand that. If we understand that, then we can position ourselves to enjoy the blessing. Like I always say, if you have something and... You don't know you have it. Something has been bequeathed to you. Something has been uh, willed to you. But you don't know that it is yours. What will happen is that you go around suffering while the thing is there for you to enjoy. But from today, we enjoy our blessing. Because God said in the beginning that God said, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish and the sea, in the sea and the birds in the sky, and over every creature that moves on the ground. Hallelujah. So, God's intention is for man to be blessed, 
right from the beginning. That is a very important fact that we should have in our mind. It's, it's, it's a position that we should have, that that is the intention of God. And God does not change. He doesn't change from this blessing that he blessed man or this intention that he had from man in the beginning. Hallelujah. Things happened. Man messed up. Things happened. Noah them came and over and over. Then he chose Abraham. He chose Abraham and decided to start something new, a new kingdom with Abraham. And a kingdom that he had to separate Abraham. So if you read Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3, it says, And the Lord had said to Abraham, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. The first thing God did was to separate Abraham, to move him from a certain environment to a different environment, to separate him from what he was used to. Then what did he say? He said, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. Very often, in fact, when God wants to bless you, he must separate you from some things, from some circumstances from a certain environment, if it's a wrong, because the environment affects the blessing. So for you to enjoy the blessing of God, sometimes you must, you must move from a certain environment. You realize that there are some environments you don't thrive, but some other environments you may thrive. But God moved Abraham, and I'll make you a great, and I'll make your name great, and you will be a blessing. When God blessed somebody, the idea for God is that that somebody will also bless another somebody. The blessing of God is not for selfish enjoyment. Let's have that also in our mind. That God blesses us so that we can also bless. If he blesses me, he expects that I'll also bless others. Whether it is money, talent, time, whatever, he has blessed me with it. Energy, health, he expects that I also bless others. So it's a principle of blessing that God's blessing is for us to bless other people. As I'm teaching, I'll be giving you various principles, but I'm just tracing blessing of God to prove to you that we are blessed. And if you know you are blessed, you enjoy the blessing. If you don't believe you are blessed, you, it will be difficult for you to enjoy because you think that it is somewhere you are now going for it. You must go and chase the prophet. You must go and chase uh, a contraire. And you are looking for, for blessing all over the place. But it is within you. Hallelujah. If you are born again, you have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The blessing is within you. Amen. Then he says, I will bless those who bless you. And this part of the blessing, God bless Abraham. I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. So that's part of his blessing. And he says, and all the people of the earth will be blessed through you. And that statement is a very important statement in the call to Abraham. 
He says, all the people of the earth will be blessed through you, Abraham. And God had in mind something. That the whole world will be blessed through Abraham. And we are tracing the blessing of God. If you are a, a theological student, you, you know where I'm going to. And all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. Let's come to Acts. Jesus has come. He has died. He has left. And then Acts of the Apostles. Peter and John, I believe, were worshiping, were, were preaching, and they were arrested. But while they were preaching, they said, verse 25, Acts 3, 25, it says, and you are the heirs of the prophets and of the covenant God made with your fathers. He said to Abraham, through your offspring, all peoples of the earth will be blessed. So in the book of Acts, this Abraham thing happened 4,000 years earlier. But in the book of Acts, the disciples were quoting that scripture I just quoted in Genesis chapter 12. That God had promised that all people of the earth will be blessed through Abraham. And Jesus Christ is traced to Abraham. That is the hair. Hallelujah. So the blessing God gave Abraham, he had in mind that that blessing will come through to all the peoples of the earth. So as you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord, and you walk with him, and you believe in him, that blessing of Abraham has automatically come to you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Galatians chapter 3, verse 7 to 9, emphasizes it. It also explains it. It says, understand then that those who have faith are children of Abraham. Do you have faith? Then you are a child of Abraham. Say, I'm a child of Abraham. Because I have faith. Your faith is in Jesus Christ. So once you have faith, you are a child of Abraham. These spiritual things we are talking. How did you become a child of Abraham? Because once you believe in Jesus Christ, you have faith in Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is also, uh, how do you call it, from the Abraham lineage, then automatically you are also a child of Abraham. That is simple, straight. Because the, the, the heir, the lineage, out of Abraham, the world will be blessed. Jesus, God had in mind Jesus Christ. And how we also become related to Jesus is by faith. Verse 6, it says, Scripture foresaw that God will justify the Gentiles by faith. We are Gentiles. Jews, there are Jews and Gentiles. But now, in, before God, he doesn't care about Jews, he doesn't care about Gentiles. We are all the same. He doesn't care about woman, he doesn't care about man. Jesus foresaw that God will justify the Gentiles by faith and announce the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. So Paul is also emphasizing this. Peter said this when he was preaching earlier. Paul is emphasizing this when he was writing to the Galatians. So those who rely on faith are blessed along with Abraham. 
the man of faith. Hallelujah. Do you rely on faith? Then you are blessed along with Abraham. And what was the blessings of Abraham? Let's go back to it. Take me back to Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. It says, And the Lord said to Abraham, Go for your country. Verse 2 says, And I will make you a great nation. After he separated himself, after, after you've accepted Christ, and you separated yourself from, from the kingdom of darkness, you've been brought into a kingdom of light. What God is saying is that he will make you a great nation, he will bless you, and he will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. You will get and you give. You'll be blessed and you also bless. That is the joy of the blessing of the Lord. Many of us sometimes we get blessed and we keep it. By blessed, you enjoy, you give others to, you bless others. And those are the blessings that was promised. And I will bless those who bless you. That is the blessing of God. You are blessed with Abraham. Now we, we, are, we understand that we are blessed with Abraham. We are blessed along with Abraham. And he say, and what's Abraham's blessing? I'll bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I'll curse. Hallelujah. So you don't have to curse, fear the curse of anybody. The most important thing is that you connect to Jesus Christ by faith, by believing in him all the time. When you're connected to him, you wear that cloak of blessing that no curse can penetrate. Hallelujah. Blessing is like a cloak, la. When you wear, when you, it's, it's on you, you just be succeeding. There was a time in my life I didn't have that cloak on. I did many things I failed. There are people, oh, they work hard more than anybody else. They'll go around, they'll do everything. They have contacts. They have, they will do work, 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 work. But still, they can't show anything for it. And the others, they do very little. Then they get much. Is a blessing. Hallelujah. The devil fakes it sometimes. Some people also go to other places and get some fake, fake blessing. But that one, at the end of the day, it will show. It will be found out. It will be exposed. But the blessing of the Lord is so powerful. It says, I'll bless those who, and anybody who curses you, I'll curse. Sometimes, the best way to deal with a curse is to be in the blessing. The blessing can, the curse cannot penetrate the curse. It can't. No, the curse cannot penetrate the blessing. The blessing is like light and it's shining. The curse will run. The curse will go. The curse, when it comes close, will vanish. Hallelujah. And that's where we are all aspiring to be. Where we get to the point where that we are so blessed that curses will not work. You are so blessed that whatever is thrown at you will fall. Because the blessing is like an armor you are wearing. It's like light you are, you are wearing. And everywhere you go, there's prosperity. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's go back to, okay, say so you are blessed along faith. And this blessing, how is this blessing? In Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22, it says, the blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow to it. It is a blessings. Say the blessing, that anointing, that power, that aura, that spirit, 
inside you, it, it will make you rich. Rich in money, rich in whatever you want, you can think. And then go through and think of what the blessings of God will come upon you and you'll be rich. You'll be rich in health, rich in whatever. The rain will fall at the right time. Your harvest will come at the right time. Your business will prosper. Your children will succeed. That's the, the, the blessing of the Lord. Hallelujah. The blessing of the Lord, it makes you rich. Rich means that you have abundance of a thing, of a good thing. Then you are rich. You are rich in favor. You are rich in health. You are rich in money. You are rich in whatever. And rich is not access to boost. Rich is not uh, show off. Rich is enough for you to fulfill your assignment on earth. That is wealth. That is wealth. Wealth is not excess beyond your assignment. So if you're, you're given blessing for an assignment and you don't use it, you lose it. It says, the blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow to it. There are some blessings that can make you rich, but you add sorrow to it. And we know, we are Ghanaians, we are Africans, we know how people go to various places and make money. Yes, they have something that makes them rich, but there's a lot of sorrow added to it. There are many who cannot sleep. Many who have to do some rituals if they forget you are in trouble. Many have sacrificed things that they would have loved to have to be rich. I'm not talking about that one. This, and those ones have sorrow, but this God's riches doesn't add any sorrow. Hallelujah. You will be rich. There will be no sorrow added. In the name of Jesus. So how do we get this? Now God has blessed. So yes, we are blessed with Abraham. We know. But how do we keep this thing going? How do we activate this blessing in our lives regularly at all times? Bible has given us many scriptures to help us do this. And one of my favorite ones is Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. If you've listened to me for a few years, you know that I love that scripture a lot. It says, God told Joshua. Joshua was a, a young man. He was the servant of David, of Moses. Moses had died. And suddenly he said, Charlie, take the Israelites, continue what Moses was doing. And God had to talk to him, tell him how he can succeed in the assignments. And in the first chapter, verse 8, he said, this book, keep this book of the law always. This NIV also. Keep this book of the law always. That's the word of God. Always on your lips. The things you say. Keep the words of God on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you will be careful to do everything written in it. It's a speaking the word and meditating on it, thinking about it, imagining it and everything. That will make you to be able to do what is in it. Sometimes we can't do the word of, the word of God. Do you know why? Because we don't meditate. You must meditate for it to enter your heart before you can do it. 
So he says, meditate on it so that you'll be careful to do everything that's written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. That is blessing. So for you to rekindle the blessing inside you, for you to enjoy the blessing inside you, you must be meditating on the word. You must be speaking the word. King James says, this book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth. It shall not leave your mouth. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord supplies all my needs according to his riches. You speak the word. You speak the word. God wants me to prosper in all things. If you ask my soul prospers, you keep saying the word, speaking the word. And as you keep saying it, you, you believe in it, and you meditate upon it, it enters your heart. Yes, it takes time. That's why I say you should do it every day and night. It takes time. If you start today, doesn't mean tomorrow the trouble you had today will vanish tomorrow. It may not vanish tomorrow. But as you keep doing it, you are changing. Listen, what makes you succeed? It's not out there. It is inside you. When you change your inside, the outside there will give way for you. So that we keep running around looking for, it's nowhere, it's inside you. Take the word of God and put it inside you. You change your heart and your heart will attract the blessings of God. Hallelujah. You activate the blessings and then you can go and enjoy it. It is inside you. Sometimes we always look, in fact, praying to God to, to bless you is, is a mute prayer. It, it doesn't go anywhere. He has given it. God, by his grace, he has given us everything. Bible says that we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. All we have to do is to tap into it. And tapping into it means that we should let the word of God dwell in us richly. So if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you want and you will receive it. It's the word of God abiding in us that will make us be blessed. The word of God is very, very important. Our Christian life is nothing without the word of God. Because Jesus is the word. The beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And through the word, everything was created. Through the word, you can assess everything. Hallelujah. I want us to build an army for God where we are all strong, we are all generous, and we go out there and succeed. And that's how we do it. We shouldn't be depending, running around for it. Running around looking for blessing somewhere. No. If you read James chapter 1 verse 25, he says the same thing similarly. He says, but whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom, the word of God, if you look into it intently, you focus on the word of God, and continues in it, that you must continue in it. It's not something you do once. So of us read the Bible once in a while. No. Let's read it every day. It should be on your phone. And every morning, read it. Every night, read it. And meditate. It's not difficult. We, we look at TikTok. We look at all those things. Snapchat. We look at uh, Instagram. We look at all those things. Me, I love football. I look at football a lot, but I read my words too. 
Read the word and meditate. You don't know where to start. Start from anywhere. Anywhere you read is God's word. Hallelujah. And look at it and, and then continue in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. If you look into the word continuously and you don't forget what is in the word, you'll be blessed in whatever you do, la. Hallelujah. I'm not, going to pour, I'm not going to pour oil on anybody this morning. No. What I'm giving to you is more than oil. It's more powerful than the oil. The word of God. If the oil takes its power from the word. So take the word. Work with the word. Meditate on the word. Let's eat the word. That's why I teach to open your eye to the word. So when you read it, you understand it more. But what I teach is not enough. But you must come and understand the word. Come and hear. Come and know uh, the analysis, how I, I explain it, so that it will give you a, a better insight into the When you read, God will open your eyes. You open your eyes more. Because without a teaching like this, sometimes you read something you don't understand. But now when you read, you see blessing. You see the word blessing. You know what they mean. It's, it's not cars. It's not money. It's a spirit. It's an anointing. It's a state. It's a spiritual state of the person. That is the blessing. Psalm 1 is also one of my favorite ones. Psalm 1, verse 1 to 3 says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked. Walking in step means that you are, you are walking with them, you are agreeing with the wicked. Or stand in the way of sinners, or take or sit in the company of mockers. If, if you want your blessing to work, you shouldn't be associating yourself with people who mock God, people who are sinners and have rejected God. No, you talk to them and bring them to God, but to Christ, but not to be in their company and be one of them. No. The anointing on you, the blessing, cannot operate in that arena. You must be able to drag them to God, bring them to God, but you shouldn't be sitting with them. Someone. But rather, but the blessed person is the one whose delight is in the law of the Lord. His delight in the word of God. You must, have it, you must enjoy the word of God. Some of us, we just, the only word of God we hear is when we come to church on Sunday. No. Every day you must read the word. In the morning, read, in the evening, read. I'm not saying spend one hour on it. If it is 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you can spend, okay. If you can spend 20 minutes, fine. 30 minutes, okay. But I'm not giving you any rule, any time limit. I'm not going to restrict you. No, 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 no. But as you keep doing it, you enjoy it so much that you can do two hours and you don't realize. You realize that you, you don't realize you've done two hours. That's, that's how sweet it is. But that's how your blessing will come. The more you read the word, you see that your problems will be melting away. The thing that was a problem today, the thing may be there, but somehow you are calm. You have peace. Then a solution comes, there you go. The things that were a burden will suddenly melt off. I don't know how God does it, but when you read His word and meditate on His word, things begin to work. After a while, you look back and say, hey, things have changed. And people around you see things have changed. And you, you know inside your things have changed. Then you're knowing that the blessing, the anointing, the power of God is really working in you. Hallelujah. Amen. You want to put your hands together? Put your hands together.
So those who delight in the law of the Lord and who meditates in it day and night. Day and night. And it says that person who meditates, delights in the word and meditates, is, that person is like a tree planted by the streams of water. That's my, my blessing. I bless you every day. I take it from scripture. So you are trees planted by the rivers of water. But it will work better if you meditate on the word of God. So when I speak it, it comes true. There are trees planted by the, by the streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither and whatsoever he does prospers. That's blessing. So if you meditate on the word of God, you are like tree planted by the rivers of water where, where there's, the water is always flowing so there's always getting nutrition. And the, 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 the trees are green all the time. And not only green, uh, green leaves, but there are fruits. In the season that must bear fruit, it bears fruits. Hallelujah. And those uh, whose leaf does not wither, so your leaf will never wither. That is when you are meditating on the word of God. That's how you get a blessing. Hallelujah. And whatever they do, prospers. May whatever you do prosper. In the name of Jesus Christ, as you meditate on the word, as you, you study the word and read the word, May prosperity be your portion. May the blessing of the Lord come upon you. In the name of Jesus. John chapter 8, verse 31, 32. John chapter 8 says, To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. So what we have to do as Christians is to, the proof that we are his disciple is that we hold to his teaching. We hold to the word. So the same thing that was said in Joshua 1.8 and in Psalm is what Jesus himself is saying. If you hold my teaching, you are truly my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Hallelujah. We know this one, but the previous one, we don't normally add it to it. It's the holding of the teachings of Jesus that will make you know the truth. And the truth will set you free. will set you free from every bondage. The truth, of, the truth will set you free from every curse. It will set you from every captivity. Anything that is holding your prosperity, holding your success, will be broken because of the word of God inside you. The word of God is what we need. The word of God is what we must yearn for. We must go for it. We must eat it every day. The Bible says day and night. If you can do it day, afternoon, uh, morning, afternoon, evening, it's fine. But eat the word of God. Spend time in the word. You'll be wondering. Sometimes we want to spend a lot of time in prayer. We are praying Spend more time in the word than in prayer. That is my recommendation to you. If you have the word, you say one word of prayer, bam, things are happening. But if you don't have the word, you struggle, you roll on the ground, you kneel down, you stand, you do all those. What have you been doing? The word of God. We are talking about blessing. The blessing is not within the prophet. Your blessing is not with me. What 
I have to do to you is to teach you. Yes, sometimes I'll pray for you. I'll lay hands on you. But I'm just activating the blessing that's inside you. It's inside you, and you can activate it yourself. We come to church to learn. We come to church to fellowship. We come to church to, 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 to continue the work that Jesus started. But the blessing is in there. It's inside you. I want you to believe that and know that. Because we are a child of Abraham. And every child of Abraham is blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. John 13, 17 says, Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Amen. I've told you all this. Now that you know, you'll be blessed if you do them. Amen. I want to add a few things. Blessing. There are many of us, in fact, when we, we are going around chasing the prophets and looking for whatever, we are looking for miracles. There are many of us who are always looking for miracles. Miracles are good. I believe in miracles. God performs, still performs miracles. But if you are depending on miracles, then you are in crisis. Miracles is for crisis. When you are depending on miracles, you are living miracle by miracle, then you are in crisis to crisis to crisis. Isn't it? And that's not the ideal way God wants us to live. He wants us to live by blessings. There are natural laws. Blessing is we cooperating with the natural laws to receive the things that we are supposed to receive. Miracles are when God puts away the natural laws to do something. We are supposed to sow and reap. You sow your seed, you go to your farm, you sow, and then God will rain on it, and then it will grow, it will germinate, it will bear fruit, and then you do it. Then he'll give you a hundredfold or two hundredfold. If you don't sow and you are hungry, then God must perform a miracle. And so if you are, you are always looking for a miracle, it means you are not living according to the will of God. The blessing I'm talking about is not miracles. I'm talking about blessing. Work and receive. Do what you must do. Live, eat, eat well, exercise, and be healthy. And God's blessing inside you will make you strong. You live healthily. You eat anyhow. You don't do any exercise. And you are sick. Then you need a miracle to be well. Hallelujah. We are not supposed to be chasing miracles. We are supposed to be chasing blessings. And blessings are sustainable. Miracles are temporal. They won't last for long. It's just for to first aid. So let's chase blessings. So let's follow the principles of God. Follow the things I'm talking about. When you are doing this, you may never need a miracle. When you are meditating on the word and you are positioning yourself, you believe in Christ and the blessings are coming, you may not need a miracle. But when you need a miracle, may God give you a miracle. But not, you shouldn't be living on a miracle. So these people are experts in Having, creating miracles for people, and we chase them all the time, looking for miracles. That's not how God wants us to live. Hallelujah. Amen. Am I talking to somebody? Yes. 
Miracles are by the grace of God. The blessing that we have is grace. God has blessed us by grace. Not because of what we do that he has blessed us. It's because of what we have believed. That's why he has blessed us. You see the difference? So, we shouldn't, anytime you think that because I've done this and that, God must bless me, then you are filled. It's not by your works. It's by his grace. The blessing is there. He has given us the blessing. Once you are born again, in fact, he has blessed the whole world. All you have to do is believe in Jesus and connect, and you collect your own. So, we say give, and you shall receive. When we give, it's a seed we sow. When we give, it's, a, it's an action of faith. God has blessed us by grace. But we, our faith does not change God. Our faith changes us. It makes us move to receive what he has blessed us with. Hallelujah. So when we give to God, we are, we, are, we are telling God that we believe him, we have faith in him, we are giving to him, but we are not buying the blessing. You can't buy the blessing. You just meditate, believe in God, work out your salvation, fear and trembling, and then you, you receive. Am I speaking to somebody? So don't think that, and, and many of times when we give, we are giving to receive, we are expecting a miracle. But we give, we must give because we trust in him. We must give because he has blessed us. We must give because we care about his work. We must give because we care about his children. We care about his people. We care about his servants. So we give. But the blessings inside us. That's why sometimes you may give, but you may not receive because the word of God is not inside you. God wants you to give him yourself first before you give anything else. Sometimes we think that we can throw money at God and get things happening. No. God does not need your money without your heart. And your heart is what is in your heart. What do you have in your heart? Do you have his word in your heart? Hallelujah. And when I'm talking about blessing, blessing, I'm talking about the aura, I'm talking about the power, I'm talking about the ability of God inside you to create good things. Blessing is not synonymous to money. Blessing, when I say blessing, the moment we say blessing, we are all thinking about money. 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 No. Blessing goes beyond money. Sometimes you have money, but you don't have favor. You have money, but you don't have health. You have money, but you are unhappy. You are depressed. If you don't have money, you think that you have money, everything will be okay. But people have money, but they are depressed. So blessing of God is bigger. It's encompassing many things. Yes, it makes man rich and has no sorrow to it, but it goes beyond riches. So when I'm talking about blessing, I'm talking about the aura. Let's chase that aura, that anointing, that power that God has put inside us. See, he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. The Lord has blessed us. He has blessed us. There was a time Joseph was sold. Those who know the story of Joseph. He was a young man, had many brothers. They sold him off because they didn't like him. The father liked him, so they didn't like him. They sold him off. And then he was taken to Egypt. And he was sold in the market as a slave. 
when he got to Egypt, he was bought by Potiphar, certain official in the king's army. He was bought by Potiphar. He was taken home. History says that uh, those slaves, they are virtually naked and because they have to inspect to see if there's no disease before they take them to their house. So virtually naked. That may be first, Pyotr or something. And then they took him, he took him home. But the Bible says that, give me Genesis 39, verse 1. Verse 1, start from verse 1. It says, Now Joseph had been bought, had been brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the guard, an Egyptian, had bought him from the Ishmaelites, who had brought him down there. So he had just been brought. So Potiphar went to buy him. Verse 2 says, And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. This is a, a slave who has just been bought, almost naked. But the Bible says that he was a prosperous man. And why? Because the Lord was with him. So prosperity, is not, he didn't own anything, he didn't even have own address. But the Bible says he was a prosperous man. That's the prosperity I'm talking about. That's the success. That's the blessing I'm talking about. It is not the things you have. It is the spirit you carry. The anointing you have. The ability inside you that curses will not hit you. The ability inside you to walk as a king's child. The ability to receive what you need at the right time. Today, you may not have anything, but I declare that you are a prosperous man. Amen. It doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank or you have in your pocket, you have anywhere, home and away. Some of, you, some of us don't have even 100 cities, but you are a prosperous person. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Joseph was a prosperous man. Slave. No dress, nothing. Was a prosperous man. You are a prosperous person. Amen. In the name of Jesus and verse 3 says, and his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. That's what I'm talking about. When you are a prosperous person, when you carry the uh, blessing, not blessings, you carry the blessing, whatever you do will prosper. Whatever you do will succeed. And people will notice that, ah, this guy, whatever he does is succeeding. He was still a slave in his master's house. He was still looking after his master's things. He didn't own anything. He didn't own any house. He didn't have any carriage. He didn't have any car. He didn't have anything. All he had was the uniform that he was wearing. But Bible says he was a prosperous man, and everything he did was succeeding. God bless you. May you be prosperous. May you succeed. May you do well. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Put your hands together and celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. Changed my destiny with the awesome price you paid. Now I can say thank you for listening. Follow us on YouTube and on Facebook at Prosper Asamoah for more of these teachings. God bless you.